A man become preeminent, he's expected to have enthusiasms. 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 What am I? What draws my admiration? What is that which gives me joy? Baseball. Welcome back to the Pole Hitter Podcast. I'm Rob D, the Dead Pole Hitter. You can catch me on X at Dead Pole Hitter, the Pole Hitter Pod at Pole Hitter Pod. Come check me out at the Patreon.com website. You put Pole Hitter Fantasy in the search bar. You can go to X and it's my pinned tweet. Take you right to it. One week free trial for the $10 entry tier. You get to see what I'm doing. I'm doing player breakdowns. I'm doing draft breakdowns. There's draft boards available. You get free access to the Discord when you sign up for any tier above the $5 tier. And we've got a lively Discord. We're doing a draft champions right now. And we're all voting, providing insight, why we want to pick a player, such and such. I'm doing draft champions breakdown. I just broke down my Champions League qualifier. Come check that out if you want. Lots of things happening. We've been doing this since the season started. We haven't stopped. It's been 365 analysis for fantasy baseball on the Pull Hitter Patreon. So it's a nonstop guide if you're a junkie and draft degenerate and you love fantasy baseball and you just want constant fantasy baseball analysis and baseball talk that's at the spot for you so come check it out for a week or more um i think you'd like it but this pod i got my boy randy haynes on the pod we're going to talk it's a transaction reaction off of josh Hader, robert stevenson signing we talk about the domino effects of the players on the astros uh, on the angels and talk about evan phillips who seems to have um a more um secure uh, range for some, but uh, we explain ourselves during the podcast. Hope you guys listen. If you haven't yet, please give uh, a like or a follow for the podcast itself, the Pull Hitter Pod, and uh, some nice words on Apple Podcasts goes a long way. Cheers. Have a good day. All right. Welcome to the Pull Hitter Podcast. We're going to do a little transaction reaction pod. Me and Randy Haynes. It's Saturday, January 20th. Josh Hader just signed with the Astros. Robert Stevenson just signed with the Angels gonna try to just make sense of what's gonna happen to the bullpen around it randy what's going on my brother happy new year yeah happy new year to you too been a little bit had to had a a quick il trip that i was telling you about offline so quick il trip (laughs) yeah Uh, when something's wrong with your yeah when something's wrong with your jaw it's hard to do a podcast (laughs) for sure for sure but good good that you're all well now um all right, so let's get right into it. We got uh, Josh Hader signing with the Houston Astros. I think when we heard the rumblings in the Discord, we were like, ah, some people are like, no way this is happening. They're they're just fluffing it up for the Rangers to make a move. And they did it. Pushes aside Mr. Ryan Presley. Um, at least that's what I think. Um, last year of his contract, I don't think Presley's going anywhere. But I think it's going to be three insane... Um, guys at the back end of the pen they had really good depth last year with guys like phil maton like um ryan stanick yeah, and like, was there yeah. and neris was there instead of and instead of like doing uh let's try to find those guys again and or let's try to like to have that the disaster re-signing of montero who who popped so they were like yeah. hey let's just go get the best closer and then we'll just trickle everyone down a little bit in in the pecking order um so give me your opinion i guess on how this shakes out and then we'll go over like i guess what the value you think of hater remains and then presley and abreu yeah i was kind of in that boat where i thought okay well this is the the agent using the astros to maybe kind of force somebody else's hand kind of deal because i didn't think they would actually knowing what hater wanted you know that was the other thing because there was a report he wanted to be you know, the highest paid reliever, $100 million reliever, et cetera. Uh, but it kind of makes a lot of sense once it's done. You know, they 
there was we have a few Astros fans, you know, in your Discord that were kind of chiming in on this. But even if you kind of take a step back, this is probably the last run they're going to have with a lot of these guys. You know, Bregman and Altuve are free agents after this season. Verlander has a uh, what a vesting option of like 140 innings, which is doable for him. But he has to mm-hmm. healthy. You know, right. if he doesn't hit that, then he's he's out the door as well. Kyle Tucker has one more year, you know, before before he hits free agency. And I would think if they were going to give him an extension, it probably would have happened by now. Uh, but anyway, I, I think they're just looking at it. It's like, okay, this is our last opportunity with this group of guys, you know, including, you know, Jordan, who I didn't mention, he's going to be there for a while, obviously. But yeah, what can we, what is out there available to us, whether it's via trade, via free agency that can just, give us an advantage, you know? And I think they saw that Hader was out there. He still hadn't signed. And it's like, okay, let's just bring in Hader here. And we're going to have probably the best bullpen in the big, in the, in the whole major leagues. I mean, at least they're top three, Hader, Presley, and Abreu, like you mentioned. And if Montero can be anything even remotely close to what he was two, three years ago, then that's just four legit dudes, you know, at the back end of, at the back end of that bullpen. So I, I think that's just kind of how they looked at it, you know, and I, I maybe they ran it by Presley, ran it by Hader, you know, to make sure they were kind of going to be able to coexist. But yeah, I, I think that is, I do think Hader's going to get the majority of the saves. And I do kind of wonder if Presley's now going to be almost like a trap for fab leagues. Cause we're going to be like, Oh, if something, well, you know, if something happens to Hader, it's like, okay, here's a top, you know, six, seven closer. Like he was being, like he was being drafted at, you know, top eight. And, He's going to have, especially in 15s, there's going to be weeks where you're going to want to insert that, a guy like that in. But he's but Presley isn't this guy that pitches like four or five innings in a in a seven-day span. You know what I mean? He's never really been like that. So I, I kind of, if we're like projecting how things are going to go, I almost think he's going to be owned in like every 15 team. And he's going to kind of be a trap. And maybe like you hold on to him longer than you need to and rarely use him. That's just, that was another thing that kind of popped in my head. But I, I you're right. I don't think he's... I don't think he's being traded anywhere. I mean, he doesn't doesn't make a ton of money, uh, and yeah, I mean, unless the, unless they're going to get offered something that improves another aspect of their team that makes it worth not having the possibly the best bullpen in the bigs, then I I don't see it. This is this. I'm not that Houston's going to turn into like you know the Athletics in two years, but this is this might be their last chance for at least another year or two so they can kind of retool some things. I like it. Um, that's. Uh... Yeah, I see. I see Hater getting the the majority of of the saves. I don't think they're gonna honor Presley just because um, he's been fantastic. There's nothing. And Dusty's but, not there. That's, we probably maybe should have even left that. You know, they don't have the they right. don't have the manager that's gonna. The, this is this is your role. This is this guy's role. You know, the whole old school mentality. Hundred um, um, percent. And it, and this is nothing against Ryan Presley. It's just. You know, all because of Hater and the money. Um, you know, we we don't see. One can look at his Ryan Presley's K percentage. You know, goes down from thirty five point seven to twenty seven six. It's still a very good mark, right? Um, but it's just not Josh Hader. You know, um, I don't know. But I think we're gonna hang on to some possibility that he gets some of it. Um, you know, I think the it's interesting zone contact for him in the last three seasons, 85, then 79%, then 85%, which is like right on league average, 85%. So he has years where he's been a little bit better, and his years have been average. O-swing still remains strong at 35%, still gets a ton of ground balls. It's truly still um, <laughs> impressive, you know, 26, mm-hmm. 33, 31 saves. But I just think he's just going to be second in the pecking order now. And it's interesting you brought up the fab thing because that's what I was going to ask you about is, you know, where do you see him? Like, you know, right now, if there's a draft tonight and it's an online championship, 12 team, you know, where does where does where does Presley go? You know, if he goes for a 12. Yeah. Well, I don't know. So if you're drafting a 12, you got a couple of months, you know, you could say, all right, well, especially two months out, I'm cutting my last pick anyway. Maybe I take a stab if something happens to Hater in spring training or, you know, if they do make some kind of crazy announcement that it is Presley, but I don't, if I, I'm no, I mean, if I'm drafting a 12, I'm 
taking a guy either a with a job right. or B has a has at least a pathway to get to the job other than the dude in front of me gets hurt in the next two months. So, yeah. Cause like, even yeah. it's like Abreu in, in 12 teams, um, there's been six mm-hmm. online championships in January and Abreu has gone in all six at three ten. you know? So I see him. I see that. Even that's like, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I'm, that's like a hedge on on Give me a, on, yeah. on like Presley getting hurt mm-hmm. before the hater signing, or which just, isn't which. I mean, Presley's had a couple flare ups over the last few years. It wouldn't be like the craziest thing in the world that you Plus know. Plus, if you draft it as early, happen. like if something happens, cool, and you gain a closer, yeah. and if something doesn't yeah. happen, you just yeah, drop. that's what I'm, yeah, exactly. I don't mind my last pick or two if I'm drafting now for a fab league being a rel- like a huge upside reliever. But I also, what's wrong with a huge upside? minor leaguer you know or right. another guy exactly. that we think right. or somebody else that we think is maybe no nobody's popping in my head right this second but, but like somebody see. that somebody that we think is going to miss time to start the season um but if they come in ahead of schedule then all of a sudden you got a discount there so i yep i'm not dra- i'm not drafting him in 12 I, I don't think presley should be drafted in 12s 15s you know there's any any league where you could have the use of a really good setup man you know in a given week if you don't have six or seven starters where you like the matchups or if the Astros do have a seven game week and maybe, maybe hater through Saturday, Sunday, but that's just such a super specific, you know, scenario where I'm just not, I, I'm going to throw, like I said, even and I, like I said, I think because of his name and because of if something happens to hater who he could be, I think he's probably going to be held in 15s once the season starts for way too long. Cause I don't think if he's not getting saves, I guess I just don't view him as one of those those middle relievers that you throw in for a week, you know, more more than maybe just once. You know, I, I just think that if you were to remove the name and just look at the skill set and the fact that he's a one inning at a time pitcher, I don't. I, I think it's going to be a, a wasted pick for fifteen. Yeah. yeah, I think you're right, and um, because I think that any 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 chance that you're thinking about like those. Uh, had tip to Greg Jewett with the ancillary word, the ancillary saves. Yes, just, yes the ancillary. Yeah, the old ancillaries. Um, and I think it was a good point made in the Discord too by a couple of people that, um, you know, e- even at that point, the like that that next man up isn't working back to back days to get a save anyway. You know, like it's not like it's going to be a, a situation where Hater misses two straight days and Presley mm-hmm. picks up two like in those weeks. You know, or like right then and there. Um, yeah, I think he's, yeah, it's exactly. It'll it's, be one here and there, or maybe like an extra, depending on game flow, maybe an extra inning. He's the guy that's left over for the tenth kind of deal. I'm not going to say they're not there, but like you mentioned, the K's. I mean, if you're just looking for a reliever to get you K's in a given week in that bullpen, you'd rather go Abreu then. You know, yeah. so I, I think that almost almost bumps down. Now, I guess it does. Pre- it does present the opportunity, and I, don't, I know some people like doing this. I know some people are very against it because it does it does kind of shrink your chances at different bullpens. But Presley's going to drop now, obviously, so it does present the chance where you could, uh, you know, handcuff whatever your term you want to use, Presley to hater in a DC or a fifty. At least yeah. presents that opportunity, but that's also still going to be a very expensive handcuff. Yeah, like. You have the guys who are getting. We're gonna talk about Robert Stevenson, but he goes in that like three fifty range in a DC three ten, and even if Presley falls to there, I mean, I guess you could take a stab and hope for eight to ten. But I mean, you want that eight to ten. You you're drafting a guy there to hope that eight to ten turns mm-hmm. into more like AJ Puck, right? Oh, if Tanner Scott loses his ability to throw strikes again, you think, oh, I could, yeah. I I might get eight to ten with Puck, but then I might get you know twenty mm-hmm. if he becomes the guy again. And I just don't see that with Presley unless Hato gets hurt. Yeah, and in a DC, there's a chance of Presley being one of your nine best options in a given week more frequently in a DC than in most DC, you know, on most teams anyway, than it would be for a Fab League, in my opinion. Right. So I, I do think there's a little more DC viability. You just need somebody to, like I said, you just need nine warm bodies that week, or even if you do only have limited options for starters, he could be an option. So mm-hmm. well, let yeah. me. Let me ask you a question then. You're you're pretty much just like with what's happened with Hader in the past, you know, there's rumblings he only went to pitching at a time, he only wanted to close. Like he doesn't with I, I guess with his uh I guess it's I wouldn't call it his ego, I guess with his perceived ego anyway, 
he's not signing here if he's not got the if he doesn't have the ninth, right? I mean, it's funny what what it's funny what money will make you do, Andy. Though I mean, like if you if if you just got ninety five million dollars, would you give a shit if you were closing all the time? <laughs> No, I'm serious. I, I'm serious. No, you're like, right, what if you're they right, say, "Hey, we'll bring right. you." Like, we're just we want to win, Josh, and we're we're gonna give you this large amount of money to be here mm-hmm. for five years. You're gonna be the guaranteed closer next year, right? Yeah. Without this, you know, the stud we've had, Ryan Press, who's been awesome for us in the postseason, all this stuff. Yeah. So we're gonna make it work between you two guys. And what, what's Josh Hayden gonna say? Nah, I'll go look for ninety five mils, like ninety five million elsewhere. No. I mean, I mean, if he's that if he's that big on on the closer, like right, it's a, it's legacy, I mean, it's it's like yeah. Hall of Fame trends, whatever. Even though, like, who knows? Like you said, his perceived uh, personality will yeah. probably it keeps him off certain list. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah. I um I don't know. Like I like I said, it's 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 pretty funny what money will make you do. I don't think. I don't think he's going to refuse or turn down any multiple innings uh, opportunity here as as he gets this contract. So if they want to go four out, I think I think we'll see some of those this year. Honestly, you don't have to do it all the time because they they yeah. have three good guys, and that's also the thing mm-hmm. on the flip side. It's like oh well, they don't really need to use them. Like yeah, that. It would, they would probably only need that for you know a must a must have game in September if they have them, or then obviously the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. I just, um, yeah, I think he's going to be the guy, um, you know, people will point to the K minus walk going down, um, and the walks tidying up a little bit, but he's still a monster. He's still a really tough out in the zone chase wise. I, I, I think Josh still beast. And, um, you know, I think he's, he's gotta be going to the Astros too. And even though the situation may not be as clear right now to some. The team is a great landing spot for him. So really good all around for Hater. Uh, I still think like he's I don't think he budges from, from his ADP. If people in your draft no. I think are shying away because they're scared of it and he falls, then you gotta attack. Um Yeah, and for DC's like honestly, maybe maybe if uh now we're gonna see like a Brayu just like slide mm-hmm. down too as well. They Presley and Abreu are going to take their slides now. If like Abreu starts going in the five hundreds, that then that might be, that might be kind of uh, really sexy because who knows? Maybe he just puts up a hundred and twenty k season, working a ton of innings. Um, I don't know because he has that ability too. But yeah, as, as I'm saying, I think he might have a chance of being more usable in Fab Leagues this year than Presley, yeah. Assu- assuming Hater has the role, stays healthy for six months. So, and they're both yeah. really, and they're yeah. all really good versus lefties too. Um, Abreu and and Presley being both righties are both excellent at getting lefties out, um, and and not allowing much hard contact as well. Yeah. So uh, they're just good all the way around. Yeah. So um, yeah, yeah. I, so haters stay hater... the same. Presley slips. Obviously, I want a no draft uh, in a fab league for sure. Especially in a twelve, like right now, because I think we—I just want to go back to that real quick with the twelve. It's like, if, if the way I know saves were harder to come by last year than usual, it doesn't mean it's going to be the same this year. And also, OCs are really easy to grab. Um, some extra saves across the season, not like easy, easy, but easier mm-hmm. than fifteens. So it gets easier in the second. It gets easier in the second second yep. half for sure. Yep. Yeah, I mean last year. Last year there were definitely some twelves where it was it was tough to get some saves in the first half, um, but then things definitely do, definitely do open up as you know you get a person or two that falls out, you get teams that are, you know, punting saves, it is a little easier. But yeah, I mean, just I mean, haters still among relievers anyway, the third highest projected K rate this season. I'm, I mean, he's technically fourth at what I'm looking at, but I'm going to remove Felix Bautista because I don't I think he's going to pitch this year, obviously. So. Once you remove him, he's he's third. Abreu's Abreu's ninth. So I mean, they just it's amazing. They're stacked. Yeah. Stacked. What's up, everyone? As a food and beer lover, I know all about the struggles of overeating and overdrinking, but I got the game changer for you. It's called Detox Clay. Seriously, it's been my secret weapon for years now, tackling all the gut bacteria and toxins from all that junk that's pumped into our food supply, causing acid reflux, bloating, constipation. Plus, it gets rid of hangovers and detoxifies the liver. 
this stuff has transformed my life, and now I can enjoy all my favorites without the aftermath. It's as simple as one shot a day, two ounces. Two ounces at night, you pound it down with some water, and that's it. Cheers to Detox Clay, my digestive hero. Go to www.cleansingconceptsworld.com. Use the code PULLHITTER, one word, PULLHITTER, to get 20% off your first order. My friend Vanessa is the owner of the company. She's all about setting your gut up for ultimate success. www.cleansingconceptsworld.com. Use the code PULLHITTER to get 20% off your first order. It'll also be in the show notes to take you right to the website to get you started today. Alrighty, y'all, we're pitchers and catchers reporting very shortly. MLB Fantasy Baseball Draft season is in full swing right now. And you can head on over to Underdog Fantasy and get involved with two best ball formats they have available right now. The Bunt, which is a $3 entry, 20K in total prizes. The Dinger, which is a 10 buck entry, 750K in total prizes. It's the best ball format. So all you got to do is head on over there, draft your team, and that's it. There's no waivers, no trade, no in-season management. You draft 20 players, you get the best cumulative scores in your starting lineup, which is three pitchers, three infielders, three outfielders, and one flex for each week of the regular season. Getting started is simple. You go to Underdog UnderdogFantasy.com, you sign up with the promo code PULLHITTER, and Underdog doubles your initial deposit up to 100 bucks. So go check it out right now, UnderdogFantasy.com, put in the code PULLHITTER, and get involved with the Dinger, the Bunt, and Underdog will double your initial deposit of up to 100 bucks. All right, you want to talk about Bob Steve here? Good old Bob Steve. Good old Bob Steve. 30-year-old yeah. Bob Steve's going to be 31 in February, Vandy. He's a 31-year-old who's being proclaimed as the closer with three saves to his name in his career. <laughs> um, I know it's funny. It's funny. It's funny how quick we latch on to what we want versus what might be the real thing. Um, mm-hmm. So good, good, a good robot of mine. Um uh sent me this cool little query we were talking about you know how often does this happen you know randy how often does um you know a closer who signs well not even just signs who just after 30 becomes a reliever and closes more than usual before he was 30 right so um this is 150 more innings pitched since 1990 as Mm -hmm. a reliever more than 150 innings pitched, less than 10 saves by 30 years old, and then 50 or more saves after they turn 30. One guy that's on the list is actually Ryan Presley, which is really funny. I was, um, was going to guess. Uh, if you're going to have me guess, I was going to say, well, I'm pretty positive one is Ryan Presley. But yeah. After, outside of that, uh, it's a tough, of that, I don't know. It's a tough list. We have is Kirby it- Yates. Who got okay. 60 after he turned 30. You have Brandon okay. Kinsler, who got 61 after he turned 30. You have Heath Bell. Oh, um, he, had, he was nasty there for a year. He so. did. 166 after he turned 30. He had the most. Uh, Dave Veras. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Daniel That's Bard. Not a real they, person. They, <laughs> it's a Twitter personality. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Daniel Bard got 61. Tim Worrell, 67. David Weathers, 72. Raphael Bentcourt, 69. What I see most of all is, is is half of these players were from like, you know, when when like, I don't know, the, the 90s or yeah. the early 2000s. Um, and just Presley is recent. I don't know. And obviously this is like how many saves they accumulated after they turned 30. It doesn't really mm-hmm. show the next following season, but I don't know, man. I don't know. And 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 I love Stevenson. Last year I, I used him down down the stretch to protect my whip, uh, to protect ratios, the uh elite K to walk thirty mm-hmm. percent. I have yep, I right? have you know? at least one team, yeah. Yeah, and we know what he did after he went to the Rays and how awesome he was in the second half. Those numbers are through the roof. Insane. And you can look at every single part of the pitch mix and how insane the individual pitches were in terms of swing and strike and chase. Unbelievable. There's nothing I can add to what's already there and out there of those stats and whatever Lance Brodowski has shown. Everyone knows those things already, right? Um but I don't know. I see a guy who's never figured it out his whole career. I get it. Colorado, Cincinnati, where people will say bad parks, maybe bad organization for pitching development, Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. But like 
probabilistically, this is the way I'm thinking about it, is like the chance of him not being like what he was last year still remains very strong for me. I don't know. Oh, I, I, yeah, yeah. I mean, definitely a possibility. I would say though, what did you have more to add? Because I want to make a counter argument. Because no, I think I, I'm tending, I'm tending to, I'm tending to lean a little bit with what you're going with. But I got, I got like two points I want to make. But yeah, I mean, it. I, I think that's pretty much the crux of it. I'm like, yeah. uh, like again, like he's always shown decent promise his career, but. This last year stood out, and it stood out for a run of 35 innings. Like, we're going, we're pushing the chips in on 35 innings, which we do in fantasy baseball, which we do. Mm -hmm. We act quickly. We act on small samples. We act on changes, all that fun stuff. But I just, I'm just a little, there's there's a little part of me is that just worrying is that yeah. this, this doesn't fit together as good as it did last year. And anything that goes backwards, um, I don't know. I get it. He's he he's he's the yeah. the slider became a faster slider, and then the cutter became different as well. And if you just look at, I guess at the the O swing on the cutter, fifty four percent slider, forty six percent change up, thirty seven percent swing and strike on three pitches over twenty two percent is insane. It's it, it really mm. is. But if you look at all the other seasons, it's like wait a minute. Yeah, it doesn't make sense, but. I'm just so, a little hesitant. That's the thing. No, I, I, I definitely, I am, I am as well. I, I, I saw, I, like I said, I had Stevenson on a team towards the end of the season last year. You know, you're looking at some of the free agents, you know, that are available this season. He kind of, you know, is projected to be one of the better relievers. And then you start to see some of the rumblings from you know, reporters about who's going to get what. So the couple the couple of rebuttals that I'll have, and I'm not even saying necessarily believe believe all of these, but I, I do think there's a chance that Stevenson. I, I do think there's a decent chance Stevenson leads this team in saves, even if it's not instantly. So the Angels are not. I don't think anyone views them as the brightest organization, but I don't think they're so stupid that they let Stevenson's agent get them up to this contract, they were at least bidding against somebody else, right? So you bring about how there's short samples, us as fantasy players, we react to this all the time. Well, I think the last couple of years we've noticed that MLB teams are starting to do that. Right. You know, Good I mean, point. they're seeing, they're seeing changes that, that this player makes and they try to capitalize on it. And let's say, I, let's just say, let's just say that the angels aren't, the angels weren't like bidding against themselves. Right. You know, they're the the other offers are that are the table are like five million AAV, and Stevenson's agent just like pulled a fast one on the Angels and bump eleven million AAV, right? So there's that. Your the what you brought up before with the uh, we'll call it like the Heath Bell All Stars, you know, with the guys that didn't have a lot of saves, turn thirty and then get a bunch of saves, right? So even though he technically didn't have didn't meet the criteria. The Angels, this the team Stevenson just signed with, literally just did this with Estevez, right? Yeah. I mean, 31, he had 20, 25 career saves. So, yes, it didn't meet it, but it was 25 saves spread out across six different seasons to where he was pretty much in the major leagues all six of those seasons, right? Good point. And yep. then, boom, pops off, gets 31 saves last year. And then – a lot of times we talk about this with closers in general, no matter how, how good or bad we think they are, is the manager, whether the manager changed or not. And the manager, the manager just changed. And what's Von Washington's tendencies. Yeah. He's not a committee yeah. guy. That's for sure. He's definitely not a committee guy, but he's not going to just walk in there. And like Estevis is, Estevis had like an okay last year, but he's, it's not like Ron Washington is walking into this new clubhouse and he sees like Kenley Jansen sitting over in the corner. Like, you know, it, it's, it's Carlos Estevez. He doesn't have to be like, okay, well now I don't have to think about the ninth inning anymore. So I, I, I actually think it, I, I, even if he starts the season, Estevez as the closer, I think I'm. A, I think I would bet you that uh, Stevenson leads the Angels in saves. Oh yeah, I I, I don't think. And I don't. And that's not yeah, again. I it's think... not because I, it has a lot to do with the situation he ended up in too. I mean, this is not a. 
it's not a very good bullpen. And his primary competition is the guy that we're just talking about with Estevez, who still has a career, you know, most of that's in cores, obviously, but his career area is still, you know, a hair under four and a half. You know, we're not talking about him uh, unseating prime Mariano Rivera here. <laughs> and, and, and the thing is people, I think a lot of people don't realize how much of a hitter's park, uh, Los Angeles, um, angels, stadium has become mm-hmm. or or is you know um and you did the same thing there for Estevez. like on the road last year he had a two yard egg versus the 535 at home you know and that's maybe that's the dude just doesn't like being at home maybe he doesn't like his significant his, other or his kids his, you yeah know? like <laughs> his road life is where <laughs> yes, he thrives yeah hey, he's man. just he's just living his best yeah. life as they say vlogging. Dude loves, maybe he just loves room service he's just like Plugs Let me load room up on service. room service yeah. and go out yeah. there and close this game out, you know? Yeah, I mean, listen, it could be that. <laughs> could be all those but. things. Um, no, I think I think, I think, think the contract indicates, you know, he's going to be – Steven's going to be getting paid more yeah. than Estevez. Yeah, exactly. um, that, was the other, that was the other thing I didn't get to. It was about, it's about a 40% difference in salary. So yeah. if you follow – if you follow, just follow – you could just be super elementary and just follow the money, you know? They they brought over um, Barry Enright, who's their new pitching coordinator and their pitching coach. I know this has been a fun discussion between yeah, me, Jeff. And I go Rob to you for all. I go to you for all my pitching coordinator news <laughs> and updates. <laughs> but you know, and he used to pitch on the Angels. Um, he was with the um, the what's it called with with the, the Diamondbacks, and he learned a little bit from uh, Strom. Um, and he, in his, one of his first press conference and interviews at the athletic, he laid down a plan he already had for all the pitchers on the team Mm -hmm. and stuff that he brought into his interview process. And he talked about what they were lacking, what they were missing. So I even think then, like, even if you're worried about the, oh, Stevenson have these Rays organization, obviously it's not the Rays and it probably won't be the Rays, but it's a little promising because it seems like they're making changes in that regard. Um, and I'm not saying Stevenson's going to be terrible. It's like, really what I'm not trying to say is it's just like, there's just like, there's just this thing where we think that this 35 magical innings is bankable as being a lock, and and mm-hmm. and the skills are through the roof. Like I said, there's nothing I can add to what the pitch mix. You could just go to Statcast or Fangraft and go to the pitch mix and go to the splits and look at the swing and strike and the whiff rates on these pitches. They're through the roof, and it was insane. You could just watch it too. It was the ball was moving in crazy places, so. I don't oh, know. I, I just I think tend that to, I tend to where's he gonna where's he gonna go? So I right, so that Stevenson, was that was my thing. Yeah. Like, so we had we had a member in the Discord who said he went as high. What was the number? Um, he just went. Uh, Stevenson just went one seven one seventy in a draft uh, that uh, a current member was in, um, and and two thirty six for another, um, because I guess that's where they were at the draft at the current time. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have, so Stevenson came into it. We're talking about in January, an ADP of 337 in draft champions. Um, it's early as 240, as late as 411. Online championships, he was going even at 313, 289, 313, min max. Um, so what's, what's your, what's your number here with Stevenson? Is he going into, um, is he going into yeah, that- the into the Kimbrel Holmes Alzale range 120ish um see yeah see that's even though i even though i do think that Stevenson probably leads the team in saves um i do i do fully acknowledge you make some great points about are we sure he's this guy outside of Tampa Bay are they really just going to give it to him based on you know the recent history of of guys right. like him becoming closers after 30 that's going to be the thing was where he settles i th- Right, so that one seventy. So the one seventy is kind of like the dead spot for closers right now. Like you just yeah. talked about, you know, if you that's, just look, uh, I'm looking. I just have that, DCs. Yeah, that one seventy is right before like Suarez, right? And that was yeah. before um, they, you know, they added Go and um, yeah, um, Matsui, right? Yeah, I have DCs and, up for this month, month of January, which happens to be fifteen. So it's a good sample. Yep. He's yeah. I mean, if he just takes Presley, I mean, he's not, well. He's not going to get all that to Presley at eighty six. Um, but yeah, that Kimbrel, the Kimbrel, Kenley, Holmes, Alzali, like yeah, I'm not. No way. Is, like you think you're he's just going setting... there though? Like he's on his no. way there. I think he is. 
I think he's on his way there because he he's got hype. He was going three three tens before he even had a team. Yeah, that's an expensive spec. Yeah, you're right. If he's a <laughs> if he's the most expensive closer spec on the board, then once he can sniff. Okay, saves. so let's but let's he do should, some so, would you have so is that one seventy. So who's who's right there? You've got LeClerc, Lang. Who I'll take him. I'll I'll take him over Lang because Lang is stinks. <laughs> And I don't think yeah. he's going to be the closer for like a lot of the season. I right now, Vince Hader is not going to Texas. I'll take Leclerc yeah. over Stevenson. Yeah, we did. We should probably should have brought that up. Leclerc and Clay Holmes might be, and even Evan Phillips to a certain extent. Those might have been like actually the biggest winners from that whole. whole yeah, we'll talk about Phillips too. Now. We'll yeah. get the Phillips. Yeah. yeah, we'll get the Phillips. But All yes, right. I, so, I would if I'm drafting tonight. I will take Leclerc over Stevenson right now. Okay, so let's just say he doesn't go in this range in the 170s, but he does go where we're saying 120s because there's no closers in between 120 and 180. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like no one picks him there. All right, so um, Kenley Jansen or Stevenson? Yeah, I, yeah. I'll let you go through everybody so the listeners know the range, but my answer is the other person that's not Stevenson for all these guys. For all these guys. So Kenley yeah. Jansen at 119, um, Holmes at 119, Alzale yeah. at 121. Oh. Um and Kimbrel yeah. has jumped ahead of them actually. Yeah, he's Kimbrel, 108. yeah, Kimbrel's yeah. one hundred eight. Yeah. Um, I say straight up, uh, but I'm not gonna take him at one twenty. But I do like him. I think a little better than Alzelay. I don't trust Alzelay this year. I don't trust the way he ended the season. It was, he he had a very very big drop in a lot of his skills, and he ended up with an injury. I just don't. I'm not sure of his. Uh, of his workload, and I'm not sure that the that the Cubbies don't bring in like a David Robertson type. Um, so I'm not really. So f- as as a player, I think I would take Stevenson over Alzelay, but not at 120. You know, yeah, I mm-hmm. think 120 is just too high for me for Stevenson. Um, like one 180 if Leclerc's off the board. I'd think about it. I think I think he'd have to be supplementing yeah. a really strong anchor closer at that point and not just be like my first, you know, go around yeah. the closer. So then um, what about if you want to go the other direction, uh Finnegan, Kyle Finnegan. Or Finnegan. Stevenson. Right okay. now Yeah. Right now I'm going Finnegan. I still think okay. he's the guy. He's 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 displayed, you know, three straight years of the ability to close games. We don't know if this guy even has the ability to close <laughs> games. That's like a thing, right? That's a tr- that's a skill that, that's a trait that people display. The like the ability to close games. He, he we don't know if he's that guy. He has three career saves, man. Okay, that's three. Yeah. That's sure. three. We're good. He's got the ability. He's got the ability. <laughs> um, you know, I don't know. I know if, People worried about Hunter Harvey. Hunter Harvey's skill set's off the charts. He showed it last year, but he, I mean, you could blow on him. So what going to get hurt. So Yeah, last last one that I'll ask you. Stevenson or I would guess it would be Alvarado, but whoever your choice of Phillies, mm. relievers, Phillies relievers are. That's a good one because I don't really, I think Alvarado is going to be, I think Alvarado and Stevenson might end up with the same amount of saves if it's like a shared thing. You know, mm. I think they both might end up with like 18 or 20. But then you'd very... rather have Alvarado's skills then. I don't know. He's also got the elbow that scares me twice on the IL last year for the same thing. And okay, I don't really trust Rob Thompson's... Um, Ability to just gonna play matchup. I think all those guys are gonna have. They have also um, Strom and Soto as lefties if they if if they want to play that game too. But it's tough. It's tough. I actually not really a fan of Alvarado at the price. I think again, if you're trying to piece together DC saves and you mm-hmm. and you want 15 or you hope yeah 20 exactly from who, Alvarado. Who was it that said? Uh, I'm I'm I know someone recently said Alvarado is more of a. A DC yeah, that was Rob then. Silver. Yeah, yeah. Was it okay? Sorry, sorry. Yep. Yeah, he's yeah. more of a DC pick than a Fab League pick. Um, for that reason you said, but yeah. Um. So yeah, so I'm I'm I'm. What about Estevez? What about Estevez? <laughs> I mean, I mean, I, he's gonna plummet now. He might actually become a value, you know, depending on where he lands. Where right? will he fall? Four hundred. Three fifties. Nah, well, 
James MacArthur is 327 in that Oh, range. I'm taking Estevez over MacArthur. I can't believe MacArthur <laughs> is still going there. Like, what are we doing, people? Uh, I just, you know, it's... um, it, I, I would take him be- over Jason Adam. Um, He's a reliever right there in that area. 320, yep, yep, yep. Mm-hmm. We got Hicks at Good. 312, but he's now going to be a starter. And Yeah, I freaking... Uh, I picked Hicks mm-hmm. at, like right before the news. And I was just, it was a team where I'm like, I took Diaz up top. And then I'm like, let me try to piece this together. And I was just like, I don't know for a fact that Hicks is going to close, but I like him enough. And there seems to be enough buzz around him. Like we talked about Stevenson in the media. Yeah. You know, there was 100%. a good bit of buzz about Stevenson getting money. There was even more probably about Hicks. You know, so I'm like, all right. And then yeah. I don't know two hours, three hours at the most went by and all of a sudden he's signing with the giants as a starter. And it's like, Oh, well, if he was a starter, I wouldn't have even been considering him there. So, but yeah. I guess it's the slow draft life that, uh, and that it's, and that's, to live. this is that spec range where, like you said, mm-hmm. they like, this is where you're hoping for like that eight to 10 supplemental saves, even as if they act as a secondary guy and then maybe they can get the, yeah. the lead guy in Hicks and Stevenson. Will yeah. Go. I might, and like might in take... draft too, you saw that I saw that person like like you saw teams who were waiting on saved and they hit Hicks and then Stevenson went like right after <laughs> you know yeah yeah I would yeah, this is kind of gross but I think I might take Santos Gregory Santos <laughs> over Stephens okay uh, but no, that's fair because he's that. the only yeah. guy yeah okay yeah okay so I think um, if now Estevez... we're getting, yeah now we're getting yeah. down into the four hundreds four hundreds but nah. Justin, no, not Justin Lawrence. I mean, I'm I'm taking him if he if if he's around where late threes, Kirk early fours. Is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll take now, I'll take Estevez here. Now, if <laughs> I have to take a can, I, I laughed at people taking MacArthur, but Will Smith is creeping up. Obviously, Will Smith or Estevez, because that is just whew, that's that's tough. I probably would still lean <laughs> Estevez, but man, but man, talk about a decision I don't want to make. I um, I don't know. I, I, I'll, oh God, that, that's a that's a real tough one. I feel like I have a gun to my head, and yeah, I, I just don't know what to tell the person holding, like pulling. Like, the trigger. What, what is the deal? I mean, I know we're not supposed to talk about James MacArthur on this pod, but like, what is the deal with that? Like, how many guys does Kansas City have to bring in that are probably better and have like high leverage experience for people to stop drafting him? inside the first you know 25 I, rounds or whatever yeah i think it's people just saying oh will smith will get the first 10 then they'll trade him you know and then mccarthy is gonna have it and again this is another guy we're hinging on 20 innings <laughs> yeah. 20 innings the guy was a fucking dud a dud for for a long time like and then he throws 20 innings of 23 percent k minus walk right and we're expected to believe this is this is him. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. And he started off the season going in the two hundreds because everyone thought he was. Yeah, denied. yeah, yeah. Gladiators, you know? especially. I mean, there's some awful, picks. probably some rough. Sorry, you know, there's a sorry, gladiator. Man. You know, there's a gladiator out there. Some gladiators out there that had Presley and MacArthur. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why they call it fucking gladiators? Um, no, I mean, listen. Again, back to MacArthur, forty-two percent O swing on the curve, seventeen percent swing strike. That's awesome, but it's like, and and the slider, but that's it. There's these two pitches and twenty innings, and and he's twenty-seven, and you're like, this is the guy. This is who he is mm-hmm. now. So I I like Will Smith because of that. He you know even Nick Anderson gonna play a part. Yeah, exactly. Um, and there's no there's no there's no guarantee that if they are playing five hundred ball in a winnable division that they don't keep will smith <laughs> you know what i'm trying to say yeah like, yeah it's most likely they won't because they're like oh let's just trade him and get some for him and we can have macarthur fill in you also have this guy john mcmillan who's going really late um and he's a super power arm for the mm-hmm. royals and like a lot of people feel like he's the the you know closer of the future he was really good down in AAA with a .87 ERA and five saves and um, a 24% K minus walk. Uh, and high A, he had a 41.6 K minus walk and a 26% swing strike. And he came to the league and and did it in four innings. He was a stud. Mm-hmm. So I think 
I think four I innings, even like four inning sample, Rob. Four, four inning sample. sample. <laughs> Just, but he was also like pushed. It seems like he was prioritized as being a closer in the minors. Yeah. Not that that always carries over minor saves, no. but yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I would a, rather throw a dart on him late than MacArthur in the three hundreds for sure. Yes, me too. Me too. Um, so yeah, so I think Vestavid falls into like three eighty four hundred. Um, maybe I'll take a stab. You know, for like again, just all you need at that point um, is two to three weeks of someone having the job mm-hmm. uh, again because it's going to be hard to time those saves if it's a split, right? And it's yeah. it's always hard to time those saves like that. It's like, oh yeah, this is the week I start him. You know, there's there's good research out there from Jeff Dimmerman like on how to time, you know, even like uh, fabbing relievers, right? Just look at the charts, just like look at the usage. If someone doesn't work Saturday, Sunday, or if they do, if the main guy works all weekend yeah. and you spec on the next guy, it's still hard to capture all the saves that a that a that a secondary guy mm-hmm. gets. Yeah. Um, but even in those situations, the how often does the team then have a three run leader less in the ninth the next day? You know, boom. So boom. It's, yeah. It's so yeah. And also to another guy who's very popular um, and very, very popular spec late is Jorge Soriano, um, who was getting picked again, 540. That's that's not a free pick. It's still, some people might consider it free. It's still not really. There's still some guys here who play a lot as as bats. And there's, you know, he was, and and actually in 400s, in the 400 DCs I did, he goes a lot higher. He was a very popular four honey pick. Um, and I just feel like this was that, that that's a wasted pick now. Yeah. Um, well, and his team, I mean, Ben Joyce is ben right Joyce. there. 10 picks, 10 picks that, higher. I was yeah, going to, I mean, yep, yep, yep. I, I guess. Picks. Yeah. I, I guess Joyce with his, with his history, right. You know, his arm injuries and, and et cetera, like, they're going to keep him in the majors and, but he's only going to pitch obviously like, you know, an inning at a time or whatnot. But I guess if you really want to go to the third dude down the, down the chart in, uh, in Anaheim, I'd go him over Soriano, which yes. it seems to be right now, at least that's not consensus in every draft with their ADP, you know, going yeah, as close as it is. Um, right. Cause Soriano showed some good stuff, but he just can't find the plate that mm-hmm. well. Um, and even like, even at this point when you're picking middle relief guys that can help you, um, mm-hmm. Like, you know, like in, like just with protecting ratios, like Soriano is not that kind of pitcher. No, not at you all. Know, he doesn't display that whip and the ball percentage is ugly. Um, so maybe if Stevenson isn't this guy and they build up Estevez value and they trade him um, and Stevenson's still kind of like in this setup hybrid closing role, maybe Soriano and Joyce can hold some value still late, but I, I don't. Um, all right, so let's talk about Evan Phillips. Yep. Evan Phillips, um, everyone feels a little bit more secure about him. It's funny. Um, I love you, Dodger fans. It's 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 but it's amazing how like um they think they're gonna get everybody. <laughs> yeah. And then when they don't think it matters. They, they were like, Okay, now I can draft Evan Phillips and it's like, what you really thought? Like it was a it's funny. Um But sometimes I, when Dodgers when Dodgers fans don't get someone they were looking for, they get a little get a little butt hurt. I mean, yeah, I mean, that team is stacked. If you need anyone else on top of that team and you're complaining about it, <laughs> give me a break. The team is fantastic. Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll take that. I'll, I'll root for a team like that any day. And if, and if you're not satisfied with it, um, I mean, obviously you, you know, you, you, you want to see them get past the first round. Um, but Hey, we were off, man. Yeah. That's what happens. That's what happens when you take days off. You know, you get up, you get rusty. Um, Evan Phillips. I love the skill set. Um, I loved it last year. I had a whole bunch of him in gladiators, uh, like early on in gladiator, like no one had like an official, you know, way to draft. And I gobbled him up all the time. Um, because, you know, in 2022, he had that one, one, four ERA 0.76 whip, uh, 33 to six K to walk. And I was like, you know what, even if he's like a five save five win kind of guy i took him in the back end the gladiators like think hey i think people were worried about kimball going back there or maybe somebody else right like a jansen um so i took him a lot it worked out for me um this year i still took him in some gladiators as well i think i got him in one dc as well um maybe even two now i never really was worried about like Josh Hader, honestly, I thought the I thought the Dodgers, just 
just looking at what Evan Phillips does and how Bruce Dog Gradwell supplements it, I'm like, do they are they gonna go for Josh Hader or you know, is that their best path to like walloping the market and winning? And I just like I, was never afraid of it. Um, I didn't think they would, but just with how they are, right? He sat out there long enough where I he, mean, he did sit out there. Whereas we like where it wouldn't it wouldn't kill them to just pick up the phone <laughs> and be like, which? So what do you which, what do you think about what do you think about like a two year deal for like seventy million dollars and like seventy or sixty eight of it is deferred? Josh, like, what do you think? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it uh, would you have been like just entirely shocked if you see like, you know, the passing tweet come up on your phone and it's like the Dodgers have signed have signed Josh Hader. Like, I don't know. I wouldn't have been like I wasn't predicting it. I thought I thought Texas all along was the was the spot. But I wouldn't have been I wouldn't have been like completely we also have floored. to assume that he wanted to go to L.A. I mean, there's there's just some rumblings out there that some people didn't want to sign in L.A. because they like L.A. San Francisco because they don't like it there. I don't know yeah. how like how much that holds true yeah but, I mean, you you put in your time you become a free agent you should you know you go yeah, where you I want mean, yeah yeah if you'd rather and so I mean, obviously taxes are way higher out there so i so <clears throat> i and then maybe that's why i've been more tentative to draft phillips as the season has gone along because haters hung around like early in the season i was like getting phillips at the 120 area like without ha having a problem because the skills are through the roof you know um three straight seasons now of uh well back-to-back -back seasons of just amazing skills um and he backs it up with everything all the underlying metrics back it up um my thing is that i think now the expectancy that he's he had 24 saves last year gradwell had seven right i think that kind of in line uh of thinking of them it's gonna stay the same i don't see him magically going up to 35 and i think that he's gonna go now from 110 100 to 60 and join the bednars and the romanos who get 35 40 and it's gonna be you're gonna get ratios i'm, I'm not denying how good of a pitcher he is but the volume of saves i don't think changes and already in one of my he went 68 it kind of seems like the expectancy that he will get more than he did last year. Can you, I don't know. What do you think about that? Like, do you think he's yeah. going to stay around this area? And he's still a high leverage guy. A lot of mm -hmm. the times, you know, yeah. he's, that's why Gratterall has that many saves. Caleb Ferguson, these guys, Joe Kelly, who got a fantastic September with the Dodgers can close out games as well. Um, so I think, I think he stays in his range, 25 saves. Um, and I think that that's not what I'm looking for. And in the top 60, you know? Yeah, if he goes up there, I'd be out. I, I'm, I'm, I agree with you. Um, but I do think there's, you can definitely spin a scenario where, you know, Phillips went over a month, you know, without a save. Like, Oof. I, I you know, Oof. he went from the 13th to, uh, sorry, the 13th of May to the 18th of June or 20th of June. I mean, you can definitely spin a story to say like, yeah, okay, what are the chances of him healthy on the Dodgers going an entire month without a save? Right. Now, again, he's, I would say the chances of him like leading the league in saves are zero. But, I mean, could he go from 24 to 29? Uh, I, don't, I don't think that's crazy. Not crazy, but I just think like his usage and also – you, yeah, you're you're right. He's not going to get ninety eight percent of the saves like some of the guys that you're mentioning, which is why I don't think he should go up into the sixties. But in this kind of range here, I mean, you can definitely, someone can definitely talk themselves into him getting a you know getting a couple more saves throughout the season. You know, and now that yeah. you just kind of lost, like if you're drafting, and I know that's why you're saying he's going to go up. Um, you know, you don't have to worry about hater. But now the people that were like kind of building their plans around like maybe one of like Presley Fairbanks sold or i'm gonna grab one of them well now presley's not an option right you know so that's right. gonna not so yeah, yeah. So you've praised him there um but i don't think he jumps ahead of those guys is what i'm thinking right i just think he's i think now he's firmly entrenched with those guys but i don't think he all of a sudden goes past them like sold gobbles up saves you know mm -hmm. um yeah i would still take sold over him i fairbanks is tough i know I think, he's gonna get this i knew he's gonna I get take the saves, saves over but... him I take Phillips. Yeah, I know he's going to get the saves, but like the injuries are just, I mean, it's scary. Um, I think I would take him over. I would take him over Munoz. Me too. The one I have a tough time with Elsley. 
is Helsley, man. I just think yeah. he's such a monster. Like I, I can't don't, quit Helsley. I know. I think he's the one, you know, we're talking about this range. I think he's the one that if he's healthy in spring training and there's no rumblings that there's going to be any kind of bullpen shenanigans. I mean, why shouldn't he be going above like, you know, Romano and Alexis Diaz. And I don't know. I think he's, mm-hmm. he's probably a better pit Bednar. I mean, he could be with that Bednar Galicias. I mean, he's a better pitcher than some of those guys. He is. I, I I'm not disagreeing with that statement. Of course, I can't I can't with a straight I can't acknowledge like oh I'm afraid of Fairbanks because of injuries. But Helsley, yeah, sign me up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chairs. He's like, got a yeah. queen bill. But, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah right, I've, seen, about, I've seen his elbow. It's fine. What about Phillips or um, Tanner Scott? Phillips, Phillips, me Tanner too. Scott. He's Tanner Scott's been very good, um, but we've seen his control, you know, go in and out. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah. Um, I, all right. One. I do. One. I do like Tanner Scott though. One last one, Phillips or Kimbrel? Phillips. Okay. Phillips. Just I mean, I do I like Kimbrel. Yeah, I do like Kimbrel ahead of some of these other guys here. I would take him over Scott. Um, I would. Um, Munoz a, is tough. Munoz as is an tough, Oreo man. guy, though. Give me, give me, um, give me a save breakdown. Do you think Cano picks up still like five, six uh, scattered? Yeah, or? yeah, it'll be scattered. Like last year, you know, okay. they had, you know, they had a stretch where like you know, where it was like, oh, you know, Cano was usable even in 12s because he just like, he just kept getting like a save a week, it seemed like. Um, but I, I think if we're just going down like percentage wise, I think you could pencil Kimberl in for 90, I don't know, 2%. Let's, right? let's, let's, 90, let's, you know, let's not forget about another reason too, that the possible save chances and total number for the Dodgers is low, right? Is they going to blow out a, a lot of teams, we're assuming. And that's what happened mm-hmm. last year, too. Like, mm-hmm. that's the thing about the Dodgers, right? I think um, Greg Jewett covers this really well for Reliever Recon. He, you have to get, you have to get a Reliever Recon if you don't have it. They, mm-hmm. Greg and the, and Aaron and, and, and Dom and um, Nate are fucking hammering stuff home. And Greg, his write-up shows so many things but he really dives into how many of how many of the team losses you know were a certain gap because of their offense and you know it just put things in the context about the volume we can expect from a pitcher which is why again like i loved phillips skill set and i have drafted him already but if he enters the 60 and the 70 range i don't think the volume i still think he's yeah that's 25 you're right at that at that price you need skills and volume. i need 35 i need yes 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 yes. you can't be you can't be drafting a closer there and being like wow i still need another i still need another 50 saves you know like that's just um yep yeah i think but yeah kimbrell kimbrell's gonna get the majority of them um you know they have you mentioned about playing the dodgers blind teams out you know if the orioles don't uh don't add a couple more starters here. They're going to be playing in a lot of close games again this year. Um, yeah, these fucking guys killing me. Um, I just set the max on DL Hall in my last DC, and I'm fucking psyched about it. Yeah, th- I mean, at this rate, I mean, load up on your Cole Irvin shares. He's going to be the freaking fifth starter. But um, You know what? I've been loading up elsewhere with <laughs> Oriole starters because I'm reading I'm, – I'm, this is just what I – I don't know. Maybe I'm playing too much into the narrative. I'm reading the tea leaves there. I mean, like they're not making a move for a starter yet, right? Because there's no panic yet. Everyone's like, they want the Orioles to do something. There's articles out there. The Orioles must do something. No, they don't have to. They're a playoff team as is. I don't know. Yeah. This is just the way I feel about it. Come on, I'm let me finish for... my rant. Okay, go ahead. Let me no, finish no, no, my go rant. Go ahead. Sorry, sorry. Right? The team doesn't have to make a move now until absolutely necessary to make one. Also... What I'm saying about the, the Cole Irvin types is this is where you may look to your Chase McDermott and Code uh, Cade Povich. Like they might want to see what these kids have too before they make a decision on whether they need to make a move, right? Um, and also maybe they'll show them too as part of a package or whatever. I just think like um, that's where I'm going in DCs. A lot of the Oriole late pitching, like I said, Hall fell in one draft. Wells fell in a draft. I like McDermott. Um, Seth Johnson's another one. Seth, John- actually, Seth Johnson's right. actually on the 40, man. Yeah, he's actually, yeah, correct. So 
I think there's I think there's value there to be had, and um, oh man, I'm just started up a yeah. Get I say I I get all that, right? But it's like <laughs> tell me why I'm wrong. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the, here's the thing: is is like all right, we can want these minor leaguers to work out, and that's fine. I'm sure some of them will. I'm sure of all the guys, Povich, Johnson, that we McDermott, you know, that you just mentioned. I mean, chances are one of them. Even if it's not this year, one of them is going to be really good. Just you know, just based on you know probability. But this is a team that was the best record in the American League last year. Okay, they you know you could say their run differential was of not of the best American League team in the best American League. That's fine. They got some young guys that are going to keep improving. Their best players, really outside of Santander, aren't even in their prime yet. So the team that should be keep getting better, right? But here's the problem: is like you're you're setting up to where it's like they have Bradish Grayson and means or who they have is they, that they're counting on, you know, like it's not, it's pitching. Like we don't know when the next time these guys go out is going to be the last time they pitch for 18 months. Yeah. Right. They are, it already happened with means, right? Like I, I just, as a fan, like you only have a couple of years because the ownership is not going to spend, they're not going to lock these guys up. So you only have a couple of more years of these guys, together you know like this is actually the last year where Adley's still like remotely cheap you know mm-hmm. so i just i would hate to see them just waste this opportunity where we got to watch cole irvin go out there every fifth day for the first two months <laughs> and then it's like well you know we really thought this cole irvin thing was going to work out it didn't so let's try a prospect and it's like meanwhile you know you, you just never know what, what's happened they were they were very healthy last year you know as lineup wise hitting hitting wise really outside of mount castle and that was a fluky a fluky thing right so who's to say that their hitting lineup is as healthy again this year you know yeah, i don't know man they, i just don't like seeing i just the sports in general i don't like seeing teams waste these windows you know like go go trade for like and I, I know everybody keeps talking about cease not saying i wouldn't take cease like obviously i would much rather see cease every fifth day than than cole Irvin. me too uh lazardo is the one i think they I mean, that matches up almost even more perfect because the Marlins need bats now, right? So go give them some of these these ready-made bats. And that's the other part I didn't even get to, the fact that they have, you know, like five guys for two positions for the next couple of years. And, you know, you could say it's a good problem to have. It's a good problem to have if your pitching staff is good, but their pitching staff isn't good. So anyway. No, I get it. I get it. I, I, I just like I, I just see why they're not making a move, I guess, mm-hmm. yet. You know, it doesn't mean it's the end of the world. It doesn't mean this is it. And I also think like it's the end of the world, Rob. It snowed here in Baltimore for the first time the in like two years. World, it's the end of the world. The Orioles aren't doing anything. They've spent twelve million dollars on Kimbrell. And the only reason they did that, that's the other thing that sucks. You know the only reason they freaking did that was because they had to because they knew Bautista was going to be out for the year. If Bautista wasn't out for the year, they would have spent the same amount of money on free agents that you and I have. Listen, so. but you but you just said it. <laughs> they did it because they had to. And right now they don't have to make a move for pitching. But the thing here's here's a quote for you. Things that should be done eventually they're that, sorry things that need to be done eventually should be done immediately uh i think this is on my fridge you don't don't put off today don't don't put off till tomorrow what yeah. you could do today right yeah okay all right something like that that's what you're saying all, all right, right. Anyway. okay well that's cool i think i think we hit some uh good talk today about the uh about the reliever market getting semi-jumbled up and um, I'll be interested to see how this is going to play out. And the next time on the mic, we'll do some a little market watch. We're going to do maybe some some uh, deep, deep picks for DCs mm-hmm. that we're kind of looking at. And um, or maybe even some more moves. I mean, hopefully some more moves. <laughs> I'm, all, I'm all for that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> nice I mean, to have a couple. Yeah, I you know it. It is nice to have a couple. Um, it'll be interesting to see like what actually can change. Um, like Montgomery, Snell, wherever they go, shouldn't um, affect much, right? Of the unless they it bumps out uh, like a SP five that everyone's kind of likes on a certain team. Um, so that can do something. Obviously, uh, Bellinger, if he goes back to Chicago, it would be funny. Oh, all the Matt Bush hype, I think, is will. Maybe be lessened a little bit. Um, and Morel can go to like the backup super utility guy. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The super super utility. 
Um, JD Martinez can can maybe ruffle some depth chart if he goes to a DH only spot, which he does. Um, maybe Matt Chapman also might might mess up some speculative corner uh, picks that we've been making. Yeah. Justin um, Turner's still out there for a bat. Yeah. Justin Turner's still out there. Gary Sanchez can't forget about him. Tommy Pham. Um, oh, Tommy you're, waiting Pham. That, you're waiting for that Pham signing, man. I can Dude. tell. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't. It hasn't stopped me from drafting him, and, and it might be a mistake. He's one of my most owned players. Um, I've gotten him so many times at two, two ninety and three hundred. The mm-hmm. guy who did fifteen twenty easily last year, and like not yeah. full time playing time because the Mets weren't playing him full time to start the season. Um, and one more um, possible. Actually, I think there's going to be two reliever dominoes. I still think David Robertson gets a chance somewhere. Um, this is the guy who went to the Marlins and had a couple of bad outings, babbipped outings, to be honest. Um, they weren't all skills. And he still put up last year a 3.03 ERA and 18 saves and 20% K minus walk. And that's, he's got, you know, um, 175 saves under his ledger. He's he's mm-hmm. gonna get a shot somewhere. He's not. Uh, the Marlins were quick to like pass him up because they had some other options, and but I still don't think like he's the guy that he was on the Marlins for those ten innings, rather than the guy he was the last two seasons, yeah. getting thirty eight saves and having came on its walk, um, in eighteen percent over the two years. So I think he kind of makes a little sense for the Tigers. They've they've added a bunch of other veterans. Like oh, we talked about Lang. We talked about Lang and his. You know, shakiness. I mean, why not? I know they signed uh, Shelby Miller. Um, Shelby. Yeah. And Chapman. He's a little interesting. Chapman's the other guy. Yeah, Chapman's still out there. And then we could still have a trade of either Class A or Kenley. Or, I mean, if if both happened, I mean, talk about shaking up the ADP if both those guys get dealt somewhere. I think that's why Barlow is seeing such a healthy ADP right now as people are anticipating that move. Um, Mm Mm-hmm. It was an excellent article on Fangraphs about Emmanuel Classe. Um, I don't know if you read it. It was in a um, fantasy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Really good, really yeah. good breakdown of 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 his slider. Yeah. And movement. Te- Texas still needs to add somebody, even if it's Oof, not going to supplant. Listen, even if they're not going to take Leclerc out, they need another dude in the bullpen. Maybe they like Chapman in, to come back. In my opinion, yeah, it could easily be Chapman. I'm not saying, like I said, they're not going to definitely add someone. To take Leclerc out of there, Leclerc's but a stud. They do, they do kind of need somebody, right? And he's one guy who I literally was scared about hater, um, mm-hmm. and I heard ah, they're not spending, and I still didn't really have a good feeling in my stomach about him not going there. I thought he was going somewhere down there in the big cities, and uh, so and Leclerc is a guy I love. So now I'm interested to see how much his ADP. Yeah, rises or if he stays ADP, Yeah, exactly. Because if he stays, if people don't rush him up, I'm going to um, this this. I'm in a I'm in a couple of DCs right now, and it made me a little bit of a test run to gauge my market for him. And I'm purposely on one team, not going to take uh, like a second closer early, like I've been doing, um, and 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 just maybe see where I can land him. And mm-hmm. if that if that becomes the thing. That might be an option for me. He was yeah, really incredible in the second half of the season. He threw faster. He changed the pitch mix. He got ground balls. He found the plate a little better, and he's really good. He's, really he's going to have the biggest ADP jump from the last you know twenty four hours beside of anybody besides Stevenson, I would think. Yeah, this is good. Good stuff. Good stuff, Randy. Yeah, man. Always a good time. Hundred percent. All right, for everyone tuning in, um, thanks for listening to another episode of Pull Hitter Podcast. For Randy Haynes, you can catch him on the X Machine at Randy Haynes twenty two, right? Correct. Yeah, man. And find me at Dead Pull Hitter. And uh, thanks for listening. And don't be a bag of shit. Peace.